Welcome to the Lagan Valley Vineyard Podcast. We are a community passionate about seeing the Lagan Valley area filled with the presence and the teachings of Jesus. If you would like to connect with us or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website, laganvalleyvineyard.com. We're going to read um, from Matthew chapter 2. And um, for those of you who don't know, if you're visiting or you're new to us and you're coming around us just after Christmas, we are about to, we're right at the start of Matthew. We are going to take a number of months, 19 months, just to look at the, the book of Matthew. If you've joined us, don't decide to leave because of that. It should be really good. Uh, 19 months is good. I believe we're coming into a new year where God is asking us to treasure his word and to understand it deeply and to learn about Jesus through the Bible. So let's pick up the Bible together. We're going to Matthew chapter 20. And um, if you know the page number, shout it out to me. And this is the story, the part of the story that happens after Christmas. So we are immersed in the story of Christmas. This is what happens just after the wise men leave. We're in Matthew chapter 20, it's chapter 2, chapter 2, and we're at verse 13. And we're going right through to verse 23. So Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. This is what happens after the wise men had gone. When the wise men had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. And this is what he said. He said, get up, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. So there's a bit of a dramatic moment in the story happening here. And stay there in Egypt until I tell you to go. Because Herod is looking for your child and he wants to kill him. So it's really like a movie, this part of the Bible. So Joseph, what did he do? He got up, he took the child, he took, his mother, took the mother and Mary, and during the night they left for Egypt, where they stayed until the death of Herod the king who wanted to kill the baby Jesus. And so in doing that and moving to Egypt, they fulfilled some scripture that had been prophesied by a prophet that said, out of Egypt I call my son. I love reading these scriptures that we don't often read. We read the whole Christmas story and the next bit says a very similar thing. Listen how Jesus speaks to Joseph. After Herod the king had died, an angel of the Lord came to Joseph in a dream again and said, get up, take the child and his mother Mary and go to the land of Israel for those who are trying to take the child's life have died. So King Herod had died then and he was free to go and Jesus was a bit older then. So what did Joseph do? Did he decide not to go? No, he didn't. He got up, he took the child, and he took Mary, and they went to Israel. But when he got there and he heard that Herod's son, Archelaus, was still alive, he was afraid, and he changed the plan a little bit because God warned him again in a dream. And they decided to go and settle in Galilee in a different district, in a town called Nazareth. And so there, through the prophets... This was also fulfilled because Jesus would be called someone who was called out of Nazareth, called a Nazarene. Let's stop there for a moment and just think on that story. 
We weren't going to necessarily do that story this morning, but I really felt that God wanted to speak to us through this story this morning, this little bit of the story after Christmas that sometimes we forget to have a look at. And I really think that God wants to speak to us of all ages this morning. So if you're a child and you think you've just come in to color in, I think God has got something to say to you this morning. And I'm going to share a little bit about the first time that God spoke to me um, at night. So Holy Spirit, why don't you come? We invite you to come. Come and speak to us through this scripture about Joseph hearing you in a dream. And Father, may we be families and people who learn to listen to you, God, day and night and learn to go when you tell us to. So come, Holy Spirit, and speak to us about what this scripture has to teach us this morning. So in this story, we see Joseph having a dream and God speaks to him. And what does he do? He says, yes, he gets up, he gets the things he needs, and he goes. And there's something fundamental in this story that we can all learn at all ages, and we can teach our kids in daily life, that one, God can speak to us, and two, when he does, we should do something, we should go. And the third thing that I love about this scripture is that God is very, very practical. So if you're new to Jesus, one of the things that people think when God speaks to you is it's not going to be practical. But actually, when you look at scripture, you'll notice that when God speaks to you, it's usually always practical. It's usually always manageable, and it's usually always the next step that you can take. So as you're learning to listen to God for the first time or again and again because it's something we never stop learning, listen for the voice of God. He does speak and when he does, it's usually something that you have the capacity to act on. And tell you a story um, when I was about eight years old and actually I don't think I've ever told this story before but I just felt like I should share it with you this morning. Um, Listen as parents to this story. I think there's lots to learn. And listen as children to this story and listen as all ages because God speaks to us at all ages and all stages of our lives. I was lucky growing up that I had a mum and dad that bought me a Bible and put it by my bed. And I didn't fully necessarily always understand what was in there. But when I was a child, um, I used to be very, very afraid of the dark. I don't know why, but I did. I had a room on my own, it was quite a big house, and we lived where there was no street lights, it was very dark, and I used to be afraid of the dark. And that was quite a repetitive thing for me, um, that I would wake up in the night and I'd be a little bit afraid. And one night, um, I woke up in the middle of the night, And I started to be afraid, but I had the most incredible experience that has set me on my journey for life. And my response and reaction to myself and to Jesus and to his power. And what happened was, when I woke up, instead of feeling real fear, I noticed in a childlike way, but in a profound way, that God was there with me in the room. 
I felt it tangibly that he was there in my bedroom with me. And for some reason, he encouraged me, and he didn't speak to me, I just felt that he was saying to me to pick up my Bible, and I opened it up, uh, randomly just opened it up. I was only eight years old, I only um, uh, learned to read about a year and a half, and I opened it up, and the scripture right in the middle of of the Bible said, um, on my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. And in that moment, through the Bible, I felt like God said to me, I need you to know that I'm here. And when you wake up in the night and you're afraid, remember me and think about me through the watches of the night. Now, I thought watches were, you know when you're afraid of things and there's in your room, you feel like people are watching you? So that... God just spoke to me and I was like, watchers of the night. And I was like, God is here. But I've learned that watchers are like stages of the night. Watchers were set when soldiers were put on watches on the wall to watch uh, a kingdom and uh, a king right through the night. It was their job to take two o'clock to four o'clock and four o'clock to six o'clock. And God was telling me that he was there right through all the stages of the night. No matter what stage it was, no matter how afraid I felt, he was there. And God spoke to me through uh, the Bible. And in that moment, I learned that God was with me, that he speaks, and that he speaks in very practical ways, and that his word, the Bible, is alive and real to me, and something that I can use that's really, really practical. And if we look back at the story of Joseph, he had a dream and God spoke to him in the night. And God can speak to you in the night through a dream when you wake up and he can speak to you in the day. But what did Joseph do? He didn't just say, oh, that was a beautiful thing that happened to me. He listened to what God said. He took that baby Jesus. He took the mother Mary and they went to where God had him go. And there are two things that are important there. He took the child and he took the child's mother. He took the child and he took the child's mother. One, that's a very practical thing to do. But when you think about it, Joseph was asked to go somewhere that he'd never been before. He was probably a little bit afraid. And what were the two things that he did? He took the presence of God with him. He took Jesus he realized that the most important thing he could do in his life was to take hold of Jesus. And then he took the mother of Jesus. The one person he was very connected to, but what I'm seeing in the story is the mother of Jesus was that person who was so intimately engaged with that child and knew him more than anybody else and was committed to nurture that child into God's kingdom come, into his future. And she understood the life that Jesus was going to bring to all mankind. And Joseph decided, if I can do anything in my life, I'm going to take hold of Jesus. I'm going to, I'm going to stick around someone and people who are going to nurture, who understand the kingdom come and the life that that's going to bring. And I'm going to be around somebody that understands that. 
and I'm going to stick with them and I'm going to journey with them and I'm going to go with them. And when God asks me to go to hard times and different places, I am going to take Jesus with me and the people and the person who understands and can nurture that in my life and can walk with me and journey with me through that. And as you learn to do that as families, there are some fundamental things in this story that you can reflect on this week. That as you go into the new year, which we're in this funny space, aren't we, right now? In this in-between Christmas where we remember that Jesus has come. And then for some reason, this part of the calendar for us makes us reflect on new places and new things we can go. And be ready in that interim moment for two things. One, it's a place of rest. And what happens in a place of rest that doesn't happen at other times in your life is you start to reflect and to see things differently. And when you take time and you take space, that is one of the most usual places where Jesus starts to speak to you afresh again. Where he starts to remind you of Jesus' presence in your life, the priorities of lining your life up with the things that matter for your journey ahead. And he starts to cultivate new dreams in you and new ideas, new places. So take today, take these next few days as you reflect on not going to the gym, although that might be a nice thing to do, and, but then that thing that's cultivated in you, what am I going to do in this new year? Be determined to center Jesus at the center of your life, to find ways and people that you can cultivate that with, and be ready to listen to him speaking to you. We are about to go into a new season as a church, and I believe one of the things that God is continually inviting us into, but wants to remind us this morning is that he wants to speak to you, and he needs you to listen. And if we're going to go to the places that God is calling us to, all ages, all stages, it's prophetic this morning that we're all together and we're in families. He wants us to learn to listen and to act simply on the practical things he's calling us into because he's calling us into new things and into a new year. So as we land today, we're going to take communion together. And I think there's a very special thing about having communion at this time of year, in this space, between accepting Jesus, again, seeing him afresh, and looking ahead to his kingdom come, that second coming of Jesus that just puts our lives into perspective. And so we're going to go into communion now. But as we do, just like the band to come up, and we're going to sing two songs going into communion this morning. The first song I would love you to just take as almost like a liturgy and speaking out again the truth of Jesus in your life. And uh, if you've known Jesus for a long time, isn't it wonderful to just speak to Jesus and ask him to speak to you and take this time to speak out his truth. And if you don't know Jesus and you would like to start the new year 
taking hold of Jesus in your life and pacing yourself into his things in this year. You're so welcome in our church family to learn to do that. We would love you to journey with us into new places as you commit your life to Jesus. But this song also enables you a moment to say yes to Jesus. Say yes to Jesus afresh, to remind yourself of who he is, and to dedicate your year and your life to him. So as we sing this song, use these words between you and God to commit your new year ahead to him and your life to him. Thank you, Father, that you speak to us in dreams and in our everyday. Father, we invite you into our lives, into this new year, to be alive and active and awake in us. And Father, we choose to listen, to cultivate that in our families and in our lives, to be a people who ask you to speak, a people who trust you, and a people who act on your word. So to come into the new year, we commit our lives with worship to that in Jesus' name.